On today's episode, it's clothing optional, because we're looking at art that's uninhibited, covered in excrement, and totally taboo. I'm Matthew J. Pulowski, a film and television director. And I'm Rob Ortel, and I'm an airbrush artist. This is an art podcast for the everyman. It's a lowbrow look at highbrow culture. Each episode, we deconstruct the definition of art while giving our unfucking filtered opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, start your earbuds. This is Listen to Your Art. We are back for another episode of Listen to Your Art, the amazing art podcast, where I'm in a booth with my good friend Rob Ortel, airbrush artist. Rob, good to see you again. Airbrush, airbrush extraordinaire. How about that? Airbrush extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm not that good. It's nice to see you too, Krista. Hi, guys. Hi, Krista. It's been a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a few differences and changes in the Listen to Your Art family and room here. We've got different microphones. I don't know if you noticed, but we have new microphones moving up in the world. These look way more expensive. They're very highfalutin. Fancy schmancy. You might even say that the Listen to Your Art family is growing in size. Like we have more girth. (laughs) Have you noticed that Jill's here and Stacy's here? Yes. So we have more people watching us. It must mean we're doing something right. There's more eyes on us. How do you feel about this? I feel absolutely fine with it. You sure? Yeah, I I, I love doing this. I, I think it's great. All right, we'll see if you say that at the end of this episode. Stacy, the executive, Jill from corporate, are here to <laughs> keep an eye on us, make sure that we're not going too far. I feel like we've been pretty tame in, these, in the last few we, we sometimes skew the line. There's one other change in our show, which is you. You're a little different. I am a little different. You've changed. Would you like to tell everyone about your sex change? Yes, I transitioned. <laughs> no, I got married. Yay! Congratulations. Thank Rob. you very much. You were there? I was. It was a great wedding. Yeah, it was I was a great very wedding. honored to be there. I had a good time. I was very happy to see you happy. I, I joke around a lot about being not like negative, but like, I don't know. Would you say I'm a negative person? Not at all. Okay, good. You, of, you put up a front for, for laughter purposes. I like which to is joke fun. around yeah, a lot, sure. right? And poke fun. And that's part of my thing. But I do enjoy seeing other people happy. And I will say, I sincerely mean this. I was very happy to see you happy. I am the happiest I've been in. I can't remember many, many, many years, many years, not to sound, you know, overly faggy. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's getting cut. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. Over, sappy. Over sappy. sappy. There you go. Sappy. Sorry. <laughs> HR. Uh, <laughs> Jill from corporate, what are you doing? Get in there. Sensor. Red flag. Sensor. Red sensor. Flag. Give her a button. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm incredibly happy. She's awesome. It's, it's great. I did not get completely shit-faced drunk at your wedding, which is an amazing accomplishment. Uh, it has happened in the past at other venues, but I was pretty behaved. Uh-huh. I had a good time. You sat me. Uh, now, when you do a wedding, you like organize who's sitting where, right? Yeah. How did that, how does that, how was I placed in your wedding? Because I, I, I enjoyed who I sat next to. The people we didn't problem. know where to sit, we sat them all together, and you were one of them. <laughs> it's called Misfit Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were a misfit toy. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, there were some people that, you know, they have slight drinking problems that we had to seat them the farthest from the bar, so this way we'd, we'd notice them walking there all the time. I did notice that my table was in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't at your table. Actually, they didn't even wind up even not showing. I sat next to Bob. You did sit next to my friend Bob. Yes. Bob and I are now friends. I, I know. You know I thought you guys would hit it off well because uh, you're a bit of a troll and Bob <laughs> can an be a little bit of a He's troll. An He's and an ogre. I'm a troll. <laughs> he knows how to get sucked in with trolls too. So uh, yeah, you guys were 
you you were a good combination there. You know, his girlfriend, I'm not sure if he's married or not. Girlfriend. His girlfriend. Does his girlfriend not resemble Krista a little bit? Did you Have you noticed that? They look a little similar. What? And when I saw her, I was like, she looks like she could be related to Krista. I would like to see a photo. She's very stunning. She could be Krista's aunt. Right. Yeah. A relative. That's what I'm saying. In the family. I'm interested to see what I'm going to look like. She was wasted hooking up with all the wait staff, so I immediately thought of Krista. Sounds about right. I got shit-faced at my own wedding. Oh, yeah. I was destroyed. I think I went on a rant of like who didn't show up. Doesn't that piss you off? Yes. Yeah, it's it's wrong. I mean, you're you're laying out money for somebody's dish. There, you, you talk to them the day before. Yeah, we're all good, and then they wind up. You're like, where the hell is this guy? Where's this girl? Yeah, they don't show up. Do you in general like weddings? Like, do you like going to them? Do you like ho- you know not hosting? I don't. Them. I don't like going to them. I don't really like them. Why do you not like them? Uh, I have a little bit of social anxiety. So being in large groups, I, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the formality of them, where it's like, now we do this, now you move here, now we do this dance, now you throw this thing. There's too many rules to follow. Well, that's why we didn't. We tried not to do all that crap. Yeah. We, we just did the dances. When I got married, we did the same thing. We, it was like you sat where you wanted. It was open oh, that's food, cool. buffet. Eat, there was food all night. It wasn't like we have to eat this time and that's it. If you miss the food, you don't that get it. That sounds like was, a great wedding. Food was all night. Yeah. Drinking was all night. We just wanted to throw a good party. Yeah. And the thing is like tons of people got wasted at our wedding. And I feel like that's a success. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to have it to be a, <laughs> it's a night to remember or if you can remember it. Gotcha. Krista, what gotcha. about you? Do you like weddings? Do you like attending them? You f- no, hate weddings. Um, hate attending them. I hate the whole industry around them. I hate how brides become a dictator in your life. You got to go on the bachelorette. Then like the bride has to tell you what to do for a whole fucking weekend just because she decided to marry some loser. So I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. Yeah, I don't know anybody who actually likes them. What other things uh, in general make you uncomfortable just as a person? Like when do you Religion. Start- Religion. Yeah, without a doubt. Churches make me really uncomfortable. I was an altar boy. I used to be an altar boy. And I just got tired of the standing up, sitting down, stand, you know, sitting down, standing up, kneeling, st- standing up, all the lots songs. Lots of kneeling, right? You did lots of <laughs> I did a whole lot of kneeling as an altar boy, yeah. Oh, uh, that wasn't really uncomfortable, though. I got used to that. Um, but uh, <laughs> No trauma? The chanting and the prayers and stuff, it kind of creeps me out. It's scary. Chanting? Were you in a cult? Well, not Are chanting. Sure? It's, it, is, it is kind of a cult. If you've ever gone to a, a Catholic church- and you watch it, it, it's very much like a cult. It's creepy. Too much of anything starts to get uncomfortable. Like, I have no problem with religion. I think that uh, people that are very religious, you know, I'm happy for, for them. them. It's, but it's when they really thing. start to get super aggressive about it, like if you're not 100% on board with them, that starts to get a little weird. Because they try um, to convert you when they try to push it on you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what are those people that show up on your doorstep and try to push Jehovah's them? Witness. I actually, but I do like when they show up because, like, I, I do a whole like routine you know, with them. I bet you do. <laughs> Krista, what about you? What bothers you and what makes you uncomfortable? I feel like I know you a little bit. I, yeah. I know rednecks bother you and I know Kid Rock bothers you, which I find amusing. Yeah. Rednecks make me uncomfortable. Not that I'm trying to like, you know, whatever, be discriminatory, but I feel like, you know, they have this like, uh, they scare me. <laughs> They scare me Rednecks as a do. woman. Yes. And I know you don't like Kid Rock. You're very bothered by I Kid really Rock. I really can't stand him. Why is that? I just find him to be repulsive. I don't know how he got Pam Anderson. That's weird. Yeah, because she's got such a good head on her shoulders. She seems like a nice woman. <laughs> she's royalty. She seems like a nice woman, and he seems like such a piece of white trash. Are is they... that a bad term to say? White, white trash? trash? I feel like that's not. It's going to be probably soon. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If you know, if I offend the white trash of the world, so be it. What about him bothers you? What bothers you? The mullet or the wife beater 
or the American flag, right. MC Hammer pants. Exactly. Or the entourage of little people he keeps in cages. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like the total disregard for like humans as like, you know, sentient beings. I don't know. He's disgusting. <laughs> If he runs for president and wins, I mean, I'm going to have to. I got to go. I got to get out Leave of here. the country? I got to go. The country of rock? <laughs> I will have to. That would guys. be cool, though. I, where do you live? I live in the country of rock. Making mullets uh, great again. <laughs> no. Snakes no. and heights are probably my biggest things that make me uncomfortable. Snakes, I live in the country now. I murder them all the time in my yard. And at some point, I was like, I wonder what kind of snakes these are that I keep obliterating because they're big. So I joined a Facebook group, a, a Facebook group where everybody loves the snakes. You oh, know? okay. So the thing is, I'll put, and people would post pictures of like, what's this? And people are like, oh, that's venomous, copper mouth, this, that thing. You know, most and your people picture are, had them beheaded. So mine's like <laughs> massacred dead snake next to a shovel covered in blood. And I'm like, what's this? And then, you know, right off the bat, people are like, you're a horrible, this is not for this. And I said, no, no, I found this like this. <laughs> And they're like, you found a bloody shovel next to a snake. Yes, someone else did this. It wasn't Why does the me. handle of the shovel say Matt Kalowski? Yes. Please return to uh, to owner if found. What about in the art world? What 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 in the art world do you think should be taboo? What should be off limits? I mean, you mentioned religion. That's something that I can say right away. Like, I don't really like art that denigrates religion in any way. Like, I just feel like leave it alone. That bothers me as a as a viewer of art. I'll be honest. I don't think anything in art bothers me or makes me uncomfortable nothing bothers you nothing 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 turns, i can think of nothing turns you off i bet you there is something i hope sure, today but I, we I, find something that bothers you uh, <laughs> or at least makes him uncomfortable yeah we, we need to put this to the test i don't know i don't know i can't really off the top of my head can't think of anything that makes me uncomfortable when it comes to art so speaking of awkward things we're about to get into our first segment it's going to be a little risque it's going to be a little weird and also we have a first time event for listen to your art Okay. Once again, I'm left in the dark. I hope we're still friends after this. <laughs> Rob, we are going to have our first ever guest on the show. No if shit. Knows, we have a, a third uh, microphone here. Yes. Now, if you remember back to our first episode, one thing that we did to help all of our listeners uh, visually kind of see what we're seeing is we described ourselves. You described, I think me, I described you. Right. So I was thinking like to keep in fashion with what we've done here, if you don't mind, when our first guest appears. You be the one to describe them. I'll help them with their mic and headphones, and you know, we'll get it going. All right, it's, it's you're going to totally prove me wrong, and this person's going to come in naked. Well, let's welcome our first oh guest. Oh my god, it's Zoe. Zoe, a model and artist. Welcome to the show, Zoe. You got a seat right here, Rob. If you wouldn't mind describing <laughs> Zoe for the listeners, Zoe is naked. So, and I'm not, I'm not even glancing at Zoe. So clearly, nudity makes me uncomfortable. Being this close to somebody, I apologize. It's not you. It's me. Great, Krista. Krista's motioning to the to the booth. Uh, your, your wife is actually on the phone. <laughs> I'm come she's home now. Now, Zoe is in very good shape and totally naked. Uh, and I wasn't anticipating this because <laughs> Matt likes to keep me in the dark and surprise the shit out of me. Surprise! Uh, You're a yeah. hard guy to make uncomfortable. And I was, because I? we've, yes, we've done so many things on the TV show where you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, there's been times I showed you bull wrestling in China thinking like, you'll ne like, look at this crazy art from me. You're like, oh, I'll do that in a second. I'm like, you're going to go to China and wrestle yeah, but bulls. That's just because I'm dumb. But like nothing seems to phase you. So I'm like, what can I do? I like, like adventure. Our episode is all about, you know, taboo and uncomfortable art. I'm like, oh, God, I don't even know how I could try to make Rob uncomfortable. But like, this was my attempt. 
Zoe, I'm not sure if you were listening to Rob and I were discussing about taboo things. Rob's recently married, so he's totally off limits. Stay away from him. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, on the other hand, I'm completely single. So if you get cold in the booth and you want to snuggle up to someone, I'm right here. It's a little awkward. My wife actually died recently in a horrible accident. It was very tragic and terrible. She fell down a flight of stairs. Oh, my God. Shut up now. It was very awkward. I was right behind her when it happened. I saw the whole thing. Oh, my God. You're the worst. You are the worst. So, Zoe, you're a nude model. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the work that you do? I'm a former stripper, so I love to dance and I love to do uh, figure modeling is a very popular thing, uh, especially among the colleges for people who are learning in, in yep. different types of classes. And they don't just hire just nude models, you know, they'll be like, this week's curriculum is their hands. This week's curriculum is proportions of the face. This week's curriculum is just feet, you know, so it was just like a nice little extra way to make a small amount of income in a safe environment. Rob, we should mention the figure drawing. Have you ever taken a figure drawing class as an artist? Drawing a nude model? Uh, I did in college, yeah. I did that too in college. And I remember my buddy and I were like, oh, nude figure drawing. We're like, yeah, we're getting that. We're going to take that class. And we were expecting like, you know, we're going to draw some beautiful women. Yeah. And I just remember our first nude model came in. He must have been about Hank. 87 years old. He was a senior citizen and he was not anatomically uh, well suited. We're like, do we draw the smallness of the package to accuracy? Or do yeah. we like, are we going to help this guy out a little bit here? Like, you know, we'll add a little, uh, <laughs> Embellish. you know, fiction to Artistic this uh, expression. work of art. What was your experience like having a figure drawing? Uh, I'll be honest. It, you, I quickly blocked it out that it was somebody naked. I'm just trying to emulate lines of the person. I always wonder for the, for the sketching, for going into a class and students are sketching, is there good money in that as a nude artist? Mm, it depends. If it's with a college, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like the best money. Um, I think it's a very, very good, like, way to safely do nude art. Uh, safety is always the number one concern, I think, for women. A lot of people also have a stigma that it's kind of degrading what we do, and and it's not. Like, you're all welcome. I am naked, and the world's a better place, <laughs> a thousand percent. So you enjoy, there's enjoyment that comes from being... Like, I don't a- mind. I, I'm an exhibitionist, so um, I I like to embody uh art and to be honest the human experience uh includes nudity so for me i'm very comfortable with it but i've also been in this industry for over a decade you ever had someone try to hook up with you who's painting you nude or photographing you and they just assume that there might be more to it than you being there as a model yeah, I mean, for me, it's not an issue because I have a lot of contract work. Um, so, like, that is specifically spelt out within the contract. I also make sure that a manager's on site. So, they're not hiring just me, they're hiring the manager or the bouncer that's going to come with me that day. It might be something as harmless as a photo shoot, um, but that photo shoot can turn pretty harmful really quick. This is clearly much more of a business than I even really had right. an idea yeah. of like how much work you have to do to go into a shoot to uh, protect yourself or a, a you know as simple as someone painting you nude really you're laying down all those bullet points yeah. of like this is what this is just so there's no yeah. uh, misunderstanding oh my god yeah. no miscommunication and it's a great way to weed out the people that aren't 
there for it you know like you immediately you can see the people who are like oh it's six hundred dollars for two hours i i i can only pay a hundred well that's cute well i hope that's not what you're charging us because i don't think we can afford it we can probably afford maybe a firm handshake and a sandwich that's what we got here (laughs) but you know what we might not be able to pay you well but i can guarantee your safety and the only inappropriate behavior we're going to ask you to partake in is to play along with one of our silly art games. Would you like to stick around and play our first art game? Yeah, with let's us? yeah, let's do cool. it. All right, our first game, appropriately titled, Whose Junk Is This? <laughs> All right, so whose junk is this? Uh, you know, Krista, you've been awfully silent. You might have left the building of no, being so uncomfortable. No, I'm here. I really appreciated everything Zoe has to say. Thank you for being here, Zoe. And I find everything that you were saying really interesting and fascinating. So I appreciate your perspective and being here. Thank you. How it's going to be played is we're going to have a little peephole on the screen. I'm going to give you three works before I reveal who, who it is. And you're going to try to guess which work of art you're you're peeping at. There's multiple choice. Multiple choice. We're seeing a sliver of the painting. (laughs) Yeah. I can move it around a bit if you want. And just remember, Um. for anyone listening, you can also see what we see by going to www.listentoyourartpod.com where we have a (laughs) visual menu book for each episode and you can play along and follow along with us. Zoe, you're our first guest. Would you like to describe the first image on screen? Yeah. The first image looks like it's made out of marble. Um, You have a man's genitals, mid-center, two voluptuous uh, ball sacks. Two? (laughs) Well, one ball sack. Well, one ball sack with two testicles in them. Okay, fine. Anatomy. (laughs) You sure you haven't been drinking along with us because you're already starting to see double? No, no. All I want to do is staple the scrotum to the leg, so. You do? (laughs) That's what I want to do. That's what you're into. What's that called? Masochism oh, or sadism, sadism. The person getting it done would be masochism. masochist. Yeah. Can you show me how that works with Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my staple gun downstairs. <laughs> I forgot my balls in the car. I volunteered them. <laughs> Beautiful carving, though. Beautiful Greek statue, maybe Roman. That's a great description. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's not seeing this can totally visualize what it is that you're saying. Mm-hmm. You might say you're an expert in nudity. Do you guys want me to move this around a little? Do you want um, me to give no. you the options I, I, first? You know what it is. Yeah, you know what yeah this is. one's pretty easy. Yeah, this one's famous. <laughs> so all three options are going to be Renaissance um, male nudes. Option A is going to be Perseus with the Head of Medusa by Cellini. Option B, David by Michelangelo. That's Option C, David by Donatello. Oh. Ooh, maybe this is a oh. trick question. I was going to do Michelangelo. We have David by Michelangelo, David by Donatello. I correct? thought this yep, statue was correct. Michelangelo, but I'm the moron, so I don't. I could be wrong. You know, something tells me a Ninja Turtle the- might have made this. <laughs> what was the first one you said? The first one I said the head of Medusa. is yeah, Perseus with the head of Medusa by Cellini. It's not that, but I would like to see that. No worries, okay. I can do that. Krista is a trickster, <laughs> so she might be fucking with us. <laughs> but give me your best guess. Number two for me. Michelangelo. I'm going to go with B2, Michelangelo's David. <laughs> you guys are correct. I started it off easy for you. So Can we see the full reveal? Oh, no. Of course. Okay. I'm not going to reveal, wow, but I have a famous is. cock. Uh, yeah, that's like a really famous penis. And his hands, oh my God, is way oh, bigger wow. than what I've I thought. I've never seen that. Right, so the whole like uh, 
The, the stereotype of big hands, big junk is doesn't exist. I also I put in Donatello's David, who's a completely different depiction. I mean, he's more of like a boyish figure, not the Adonis that we have on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like a fuck boy. Which one is that? Uh, the the Donatello David. What's a fuck, a fuck boy? boy? I agree, Zoe. <laughs> I'm gonna. Learn, we're learning a whole new vocabulary. Yeah, enlighten us. What is a fuck boy? You gotta fuck a fucking fuck boy. <laughs> they go and they fuck up all your plans. That's what a fuck boy is. Exactly. <laughs> Why is it that no one ever carves uh, nude male sculptures with like raging hard ons? Uh, they do. Haven't you been to the Met? No, what's that? The Metropolitan. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm joking. So he's like, is this an art? I'm podcast? joking. No, 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 no. Are you in New York? Do I was being sarcastic. Okay. I was being sarcastic. It went straight have... over my head. That was the whoosh. <laughs> Everyone just heard. Right over your naked head. I knew that was David from uh, Goonies. Remember in Goonies, uh, there's a miniature Michelangelo's David, and they break the they break the dick off. So I'm like, I've oh. seen that dick before. I've seen that dick. <laughs> In a pop culture film. So, you know, you, know, you I, relate everything so, to a shitty movie. To answer your question, I haven't been to the Met, but I've seen Goonies. But <laughs> you've seen Goonies. But I do have a subscription to Netflix. All right, are you guys ready for the next one? Yes, yeah. round two. Okay. <laughs> so this one is uh, pretty tough, but I'm going to yeah. give you your three options off the bat. And, you know, I can move it around a little bit. Um, unless maybe somebody describe what we're looking at Rob, first. what do you see there? If, if this wasn't called Whose Junk Is This, I'd have no idea what I was looking at. <laughs> An I'd say it could be like a hand with a knuckle. Uh, it's a crease. Yeah, it's it's unrecognizable. It could be, uh, could be uh, ass cheeks, could be legs, could, could be, be anything. Side boob. A Can side we, boob. Uh, that's side boob right there. You see side boob. Kind of a lumpy boob, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boobs are lumpy. Can can we show a little bit more? Yeah, so let me toggle it around. These are your choices. Yes, Krista, tease us, please. Of course. It's a people. Oh, what's that? I see, uh, is it an eyeball? No, that's not an eyeball. <laughs> an eyeball. I don't think that's an eyeball. Belly button. Yeah, I have that one no looks like a belly button. What is that? That looks like an elbow. Elbow. Or the weenus. Ooh, the weenus. I have not heard that word in a long time. <laughs> I have no clue what we're looking at. Oh, yeah, he's lying on a side what's couch. That? That's what's happening. Is that pubes? That looks like pubes. No, that's a head. <laughs> really? That's Yeah, that's the eyeball. There we oh, go. Oh, now I see. All right, that's a face. It looks like Roseanne Arnold. Is this Roseanne Arnold? <laughs> There's a boob. That's a boob? That's a, ooh, that poor woman. No, that's a leg. No, that's a boob. Stop it. <laughs> it's definitely a boob. What is that? That looks like pubis. That's pubis? All right, this is an <laughs> old person. I mean, look, you're the expert. I am I am just a human surviving in capitalism. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies me as an expert, but... I thought I knew the human body pretty sternum. well, but I'm not recognizing you... any part of this. I'm really? excited yeah. for this reveal. Okay, your three choices are A, benefit supervisor sleeping by Lucien Freud. B, reclining nude on blue cushion by Modigliani, or C, entente donnée by Marcel Duchamp. We know Duchamp. You know Duchamp. <laughs> We're friends with Duchamp. <laughs> Duchamp did that. Um, he did the urinal. The urinal. The urinal. Well, you know what? Armand. That's who I'm going to pick then. I know Duchamp well, clearly. Uh, let me ask you this: Is this a sculpture? No, or it was is it a painting. painting. All three of um, those that I listed are all um, reclining nude painting. I'm going with A. Okay. Yeah, I'm switching to A, too. Okay, we got two A's. And Matt, we got a C from you. Duchamp. It's A. Hey! <laughs> look at that there beautiful lady. There she is. 
and yeah. let me show you the others as well, just so that you have. Now, what were we first yeah, zoomed yeah, that, into? That was my first question. What so were we, we were zoomed. At? I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it was this hip area. This is Modigliani. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who I know this one of my favorites. Yeah. So this Marcel Duchamp one is also one of my favorites. At the Art Museum in Philadelphia, there's a door. You look through the people of the door and you see something on the other side. I went to the museum and I saw it in person. And it's, for me, it was like a striking experience. But I'm going to show you guys now. You see this reclined woman in like a field. Reclined. That's a nice well, way of putting it. It's a nice way like of putting it. Dead exactly. body in a field. It's like yeah. pretty, <laughs> That's kind of disturbing. pretty intense. This You're is sick. art. I'm trying to make you guys uncomfortable. And I mean, it's working. With the silence, I think maybe it's. The first one, I'm sure she has a great personality. On to the next one. Round three. You guys are winning. Butt cheek. Is that a butt is cheek? Is it butt cheek? I was uh, going to say cleavage. Or cleavage, it, yeah. It's, it can it's, go both ways. It's, uh, it's looking kind of butt cheeky to me. The dark shadow. The peephole revealing is two. What is that? What the guy from the SNL used to say? Look like two hams. <laughs> Kind of what it looks like. Two, two circular, fleshy parts of the body. Could be butt cheeks. Could be breasts. Okay, so these are your options. Judith beheading Holofernes by Caravaggio. Ooh. The Matchmaker Kinky. by Garrett von Hunzhurst. Ecclesi della Sfinge by Roberto Ferri. So all three of these works use the technique of chiaroscuro, which is the use of light and shadows in them. Is she speaking English? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's speaking art. She's speaking smart. <laughs> really? That's what that's what I why I don't understand it. Okay. Uh, well, She's you know, speaking I, culture, the, my friend. The one the last title was in Italian, so maybe that's what got you a little messed up. But chiaroscuro is a painting technique that Caravaggio kind of pioneered of the use of shade and light in order to create a shape. Looks like folds of fabric yes. now. <laughs> and we're there's a knee. Scrolling up. Like a knee. Scrolling back up. Scrolling back up. Oh, There's a nipple. Kinky. Are you getting turned on by this? It's a <laughs> collarbone right there. We're getting to the face. Looks oh, like. That's a dude. Looks like. Uh, so a, wait, go back up. Go back up. Is that blood on the lips? Looks like oh, someone wow. with bloody Succubus. lips. Vampire. It looks like someone who likes to drink blood with some decent breasts. So that's a kink. You know, blood fetishes are a real thing. Krista, you're into blood play, aren't you? Not particularly, but, you know, to each their own. I feel like there's got to be, by now, a fetish for everything. Literally everything. Yeah, I'm sure. If I want to, like, hit you with a dead fish, is, yeah. is, do you, are, is that a fetish? shine your head. That's, but is that's that, the is, thing. Is there, like, a dead <laughs> fish fetish? Head, yeah. <laughs> like the Muppet yeah. that was the boomerang fish was <laughs> actually a... <laughs> who, knew, who knew that he was into some He was shit. a kinky bastard. Yeah, that guy's on Craigslist. <laughs> My boomerang fish! You fucking pervert. Son of a bitch. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, this is the second painting to have decapitation in it. Um, right? You we haven't have, even we, seen the whole painting. No, you, you named it. It said oh, beheading. Judith beheading. beheading. Here? A is Judith beheading, and then we had uh, Medusa with, we know with no head, king. right? Right, exactly. Uh, Fetish must much, Krista? Uh, I mean, maybe I'm discovering something about myself yeah. right now that okay. I didn't know. See, Krista, you oh, are the impeller. You, yeah. are, you are into blood play, mm. after all. All right, I'm going to go with C, the thing that I can't pronounce. The sphincter? I'm going with A again. Sphinge? Italiano. Okay, Zoe's got A, Matt's got C. I got A. Rob's got A. Oh, yeah, we're great minds think alike. All right, well, Matt, you are correct. Son of a... Looks like we're tied. 
This is the painting you're oh, looking wow, at. That's cool. What wow. I find interesting about this artist, he's contemporary. Really? This, he painted this in 2000, the 2000s. Yeah, he's still working now. I follow him on Instagram. I would he, not get that. Yeah, he makes incredible. Yeah. You can definitely see the correlation of technique amongst all of the paintings definitely. where the use Beautiful. of light and dark and shadow is just amazing. The, the the use of black and the richness of the colors. They're all beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But that looks like Jesus with tits to me. Because it also has the uh, angel. <laughs> that's usually a symbol of a for, halo. For, Judy, for an angel. No, that doesn't. I mean, that looks like the what you believe Jesus to look like. But yeah. But the tits. Jesus clearly had tits. Look, Jesus Not could like have that, totally though. been a trans yeah. woman. I don't care. Yeah. Would you like a translation of the title? Yeah. Oh, sure. Is um, it Jesus with tits? The very last one? New. It's Eclipse of the Sphinx. All right. What's our, our, we have time for one more. Whose junk is this? We've got one more here. Hmm. Hmm. Looks like Shabari. Looks like some. Looks like what? What'd you call it? Sh- Shabari. What is that? It's a rope play. It's where people um, decorate people's body using rope and you can suspend them or you can do different designs. Say it one more time. Shabari. Shabari. We're learning a lot today, Rob. We are. We are. Lots of Which is another kink within the... And it's called hibachi. No, Shabari. (laughs) Go ahead, You give us the the description. It's a a bound person tied up rope play. Initially, I wouldn't have thought that it was. I would have thought it was just like a fancy looking... Bikini bottom. Oh. But now panning up, I see that it's much more intricate. And I would say it's Shikari. Whatever. Sh- Shibari. Intricate in the uh in the rope uh Shakira. The way the rope is going across the body being tied and now is that like bondage? Is it similar to that? Or yeah, can it be applied to bondage? I would just say decorative. Bondage is a, is also a play. Like Shakespeare. Uh, well, yeah, role play, LARPing, right? <laughs> So many words to Google when I'm done I with know. this. So many words to Google. So for the last one, um, we're just going to reveal. Surprise, we're revealing. This hey. is actually a work of Zoe's art as a model. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Okay. I'm and is this Shabari? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rope work is called, is what is known as Shabari. So does he create that on your body yep. or do you slip into it? No, no, no. That's built oh, on, wow. onto the body. This That's I wasn't really cool. this I wasn't being suspended with. He would probably do different types of designs um, for suspension. How long did that take to uh, adhere to your body? That probably took about ten minutes. Ten minutes? Well it's I would have guessed hours. I, I say roughly, right? Like Is this but, person a Boy Scout who does this? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're professional. I mean they're definitely professional. Well, thank you so yeah. much. You are our first guest ever on Listen to Your Art. Thank you for being an amazing sport. Thanks for staying. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for sitting completely me. naked with us. Yeah. I mean, I'm not naked. You're not naked. I'm semi-naked. <laughs> I'm naked in my head. I'm on my period, so I can't get completely naked. <laughs> but thank you for Boys coming. Boys get periods, too. They do. I'm a birthing person. Rob, when Zoe first walked into the room, I know you were shocked. A fully naked woman's coming to join us <laughs> on a podcast. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I still was unsettled by it, and... By you know, by now you're still naked, and the thing is like it has no real big effect on anything, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the point. That what's what is taboo quickly becomes normal once you get once around it enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. Okay, I was worried you're gonna hate me. No, no, I think I thought it was neat. I was really uncomfortable at first. I was I even said it. And I kept, yeah. Now, now, did you make it a point not to stare glaringly at her breasts? 
Did I make it a point? Yeah. Absolutely. Were you there able was, to accomplish that? I've never made that? so much fucking eye contact <laughs> in my life. <laughs> what a great episode to have Jill from corporate and Stacy the executive on. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah. That's so uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. Now, I know that I've been able to make it through this far of our show. Thankfully, we've instituted a protocol on the program, which is to always be drinking alcohol while we do the show. Yeah. And so I've been drinking. Every episode, Krista makes a drink for us that has some uh, motif connection to our drink, uh, which makes me a little bit scared in this episode dealing with like taboo and uncomfortable things. It makes me think like she's pissed in our drink or something. Oh, God. Krista, what am I drinking here? Is this piss? Okay, okay, all right. So I brought something as a little placeholder. I had a few ideas for today's episode. I thought about making you guys a porn star martini, which I don't know if you guys have had a porn star martini. They're fucking delicious. Um, they're made from like mostly passion fruit, but I couldn't find that Ooh, I'd probably like ingredient that anywhere. So I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? So I brought something else that might make you uncomfortable that you might not want to do. I brought a joint <laughs> to kind of oh. chill you guys out if you like. We don't have is to. Is it laced with, uh... oh man. Yeah. Do, do we know what, if, is this like a sativa or is this? This is um, an indica. It's indica. Okay, then no. The last time I took a narcotic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I ended up in a-, a Emergency a, room. A, emergency room hitting on Hasidic Jew nurses, <laughs> which is a real thing. I mean, not that I don't want to do that again. I told you about that, hap- that mistake. That you thought you were having like a nervous breakdown? Yeah, I was- Or you had a nervous breakdown, was, basically. I had to commit myself to the hospital because I accidentally ate an edible laced with THC and I fucking, mm. it was not good. I know I'm slightly unprepared today, being that I couldn't think of an uncomfortable drink for you guys to drink, but I thought, who the fuck wants to drink an uncomfortable drink that doesn't even taste good? So I brought the marijuana thinking maybe that would make you guys feel a little- Rob, do you smoke- (laughs) Uncomfortable? (laughs) It's working. Uh, I'm still talking about it. I'm still trying to talk myself into doing it. You know, I haven't smoked weed in many, many, many years. I'm a buzzkill. I, I flip out. I freak out, man. I say we do it. We shut the shade between the mix room and then whatever happens in here with us. And we just- <laughs> Stays and here. At the end of the show- It'll just be recorded. There's going to be some more at nudity the the in show, here. Krista the opens day. the curtain and she visually describes what she sees. <laughs> and if you ever saw Pulp Fiction, the Ving Rhames scene, that's what we're going to act Eeny, out. Meanie, meanie. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> All right, so no weed for me. I'll be good with a with a nice beer. Feel free to pass the marijuana to Jill from corporate and Stacy the executive. What the executive is saying something. What's that? No, go ahead. She wants to keep her Does job. Stacy smoke. Jill, just don't burn down the goddamn studio. I would never. That do is a that. really well rolled joint too. This is professional. I buy this from a store. Yeah, yeah. She called the guy down the street in the alley a store. <laughs> Look how natural she is. Yeah. How you doing there, Cheech? Hmm, we'll see. Now, uh, Krista, like, uh, Krista, what does uh, weed do to you? What is, is, are we going to get a happy bubbly Krista? I might be a, a little slow with bringing up the images. I might be a little <laughs> slower now with everything. All right, Rob, let's get into our next game. Staying with the tradition of a little bit taboo, a little bit weird. We're going to play a game called What's the Media? What's the Media? Krista, what is our first work of art that we're going to look at? And try to guess what the medium is. Okay, your first work is. I. Oh my god! How did you know? I knew you were gonna pull this up. <laughs> How because, did you know? Because this is a known thing. Okay. Oh, so you know her. What are yeah. we looking at? What are we looking at? Go ahead, Rob. 
what, what, well, <laughs> what what's, we what's the name of the album? <laughs> this is Metallica's album called Load. And you know what it looks like? It looks like, uh, what was it, Ebru Art? Ebru Art, yes. That was art we did uh, for Art Attack. Well, it was a Turkish marbling where uh, you had worked with like an aquatic surface and putting uh, paints on top and then yep, transfusing it, on it onto a canvas, right? Yep. And it was seaweed. That was There was a seaweed yes, extract was. that was involved. Yep. Now, something tells me this thing that we're looking at here, the cover of Metallica's Load album from the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe early 2000s, that's not seaweed. It is a liquid surface, kind of like a lava lamp type right, of thing. Right, right. Yeah, it's a good description. R- red color with air bubbles floating through it. it. It looks like when you're in chemistry class or biology class and mm-hmm. you're looking through a microscope. Mm-hmm on the glass slide that there is some the specimen on there. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Because that's precisely what it is. Semen. I remember when I was 16 years old, I was working in a record store. I don't know if it's true or not, but I remember the rumor was that it was the bands put together blood, spit, and semen, mixed it all together. What are you going to go with, Rob? I'm, I'm definitely going to go with blood and semen. Or somebody had a really bad urinary tract infection or something. That's not normal semen. It is blood and semen. So it's actually from an artist named Andre Serrano. He created it in 1990. The album came out in 1996. Just think you've been wasting art for years. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing it down the toilet. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's probably too much. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the cool thing about this is also it was scratch and sniff. Oh, yes, it it was. Scratch and taste. Oh, God. You know what also makes me think of? It makes me think of, I don't know if it was the same year it came out, but it makes me think of the Nirvana cover too, which is also controversial in that it had the, in utero, the, the naked baby yeah. in the pool. It's going a dollar after, bill chasing Going after the dollar, dollar bill, bill. Yeah. Which is also now back in the news because that, did you, yeah. the baby has grown up to now sue, what? I believe, the record he label or the band. royalties. Yeah, can you believe that? Oh my God. Right, the baby claims no one asked his permission <laughs> yeah, when he was- he never consented. When he was zero years old. <laughs> How ironic that the album cover was a fucking baby chasing a dollar in a pool. Mm. And now that fucking asshole has grown up and is suing the record label for money. For that same dollar bill. You know, it's true. It's like the uh, when art imitates life, uh-huh. right? I mean, Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. What a dick. Okay, and and I've seen his dick. <laughs> and I've seen his, I've seen his baby dick. Because oh <laughs> it was on the yeah. album. Right. It was on the album. Right. It was on the album, Krista. <laughs> you know, there's just something about saying that sentence feels wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So... The next work is a piece of performance art. But the problem is if I show you a photo of the performance art, you're obviously going to know what the artist used in it. So instead, I'm going to tell you the title of the work. I'm going to tell you who I'm the artist guess, is. I'll just guess right now. The medium is douchebaggery because okay. any performance art is just made from douche. <laughs> okay. It's so, horrible. So the title is called Interior Scroll. It's by an artist named Carolee Schneeman. And it's from 1975. Interior scroll. Interior scroll. So immediately our minds has to start to go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I'm thinking. What oh. are you thinking? I'll just let you continue. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm thinking the dead sea. I don't know if I want to say it. <laughs> say it! Menstrual blood. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting guess. I'm thinking the dead sea scrolls, meaning like that scrolls probably somewhere I don't want to know. You guys are... No, I'd say you're on the right track. You know, you, know who, you know who would know this? Zoe. Where the hell is Zoe when you yeah, need her? Yeah, Zoe would love <laughs> this. I miss, yeah. 
I miss uh, Okay. Yeah, we need Zoe. Totally Are you guys ready? Can we, can we phone a friend? Her? Can this be like whatever that TV show was? Can I phone a friend? Can I please phone Zoe? Are you ready for the reveal? Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to make you very uncomfortable. Oh. So I fucking knew it. I <laughs> fucking, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. And I started this whole episode by saying there isn't a whole lot that offends me. Yeah. Yeah. We found, we found something. Dumb. Okay, so when I first learned about this in school, I hated it. I hated it. I had the same reaction of you. This is dumb. This is stupid. I hate this. Then when I was re-researching it, because I thought of this immediately, and then when I was re-researching it, I was like, you know what? I get what she's doing. <laughs> so. Well, why don't you describe what she is doing, Krista? Okay, so for everyone she listening, what are we looking at? Standing on a table, she's in front of an audience. She's pulling out from her vagina a scroll of words, and she is reading from it to a, the audience. It's a very long scroll. It's a very long. It's scroll. like Santa's Christmas it's, list of who's a, been naughty. It's a cavernous vagina that she got. Yeah, um, it's a naughty list. Let's <laughs> pull this out of my vagina. This person in a gallery type setting, gets completely naked, up yep. on a table, yep. pulls a scroll out of her vagina. Yep. And what's on the scroll? Okay. Is it like winning lottery numbers? So oh, she- Tonight's winning lotto <laughs> is <laughs> seven. <laughs> it's the pick 70. <laughs> so Schneeman's speech described a parody version of an encounter where she received criticism on her films for their persistence of feelings, quote-unquote, and quote-unquote personal clutter. So she's reading bad reviews about herself? So she's reading a bad review that she got of herself from a man who criticized her films because she was a filmmaker and told her that there were too many feelings in them. So her reaction was like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm just going to read your bullshit review right out of my vagina because (laughs) she felt like it was pointedly because she was a woman. He was criticizing her in that way. So it's like that when someone says, you know what you can do with your review? Stick it up (laughs) your ass. And she just took it literal. She was like, yeah, I'll shove it up my vagina, pull it out and read it. I I totally respect the thought behind it. Okay, okay. Completely. Cool. Uh, I think that's a brilliant way to say fuck you to this guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to say what she means, what she feels about his review. But I would not call this art. All right, cool. Imagine she just goes to pull the scroll in and it's like, oh, there's the TV remote. It's like, oh, look, I've, <laughs> I've been looking for that. I've been looking for that. There's my bowling <laughs> there's ball. There's that quiche. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares after this episode. <laughs> so the, mm-hmm. the medium is her vagina. Correct. That first picture, she she's really digging for this. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. She, it's not like she's got a string she's pulling out. Gosh, I mean, that is a long it. scroll. Yeah. I mean, we're talking four and a half feet right now. How is it still legible? Doesn't it get like? Is that like <laughs> waterproof? <laughs> it's hold laminated. On. Hold on, give me a minute. Sorry, it's a little runny. <laughs> oh God. All right, the next one I'm going to show you. I'm actually not going to tell you the title. Okay. But um, you're going to guess what it's made of. Okay, so the image up on screen is a crucifix. That's pretty neat. Jesus Christ, I'm assuming, on it. Uh, it's a little out of focus, so it's hard to exactly determine. It looks like that. it's in water or in fluid. It's in fluid. Uh, there's some air like bubbles. Submerged. It's red in color. Looks like blood, obviously. That's the first thing that might come to mind. This is a photograph? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's, it's a crucifix submerged in blood. I'm going to go with blood. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, that's probably not, but it's the most obvious thing. It's red liquid. Show me, like, this is like a fucked up family feud. Show me blood. <laughs> no, sorry. A hundred people said vaginal secretion. <laughs> uh, 
All right, well, <laughs> and the top answer is piss. He's submerged in piss. All righty. It's called Piss Christ. I had, like, heard of this work, right? And when I looked at the artist, it's the same artist that did the Metallica album. Really? So this guy, yeah, this guy. He loves he jizz and piss loves and being absolutely disgusting, in my opinion. Andre Serrano from 1987. This goes back to exactly what I was talking about earlier in the episode where, like, I feel like this should just, just leave it alone. You really have to submerge a crucifix in piss. Like, it's going to it's gonna upset some people. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I kinda, like it. I, I like it. I like the way it looks, but was it necessary to put it in piss? I mean, I know you're well, trying to make a statement. Yeah, he definitely was. Serrano was alluding to being interested in the over-commercialization and cheapening of Christian iconography in contemporary culture. So he's commenting on how crucifixes, icons are so easily commercialized, people are making money off of them, and that he's actually a lifelong Christian himself, and he denounces the idea that he intended to create a blasphemous piece. The artist's intention here might have been one thing, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily even the absolute in it. Right. Like there could be more. It's, it's funny that you say that, because I, I read an interview with Seal, the singer Seal, and he doesn't print his lyrics on albums uh, or, or anywhere because he wants it to be interpreted how the listener hears it. Oh, that's interesting. How he says it, you may not hear it that way. You could hear some other lyrics, and he wants you to be open to whatever you interpret it as saying. Everybody likes it. I miss Seal. All right, let's move on to our next segment, Rob. We're going to look at some art and try to determine if you and I find it to be taboo or exciting. So we're going to call this Taboo or Woohoo. Or woohoo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who named this? Sorry. Now, Rob, woohoo. Rob, my idea is <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. If we see something we like, we should not call just call it like, out. Woo-hoo. We're like, woo! <laughs> this really gets my our creative juices flowing. Okay. First up, first up, taboo or woohoo. Ready? What do you guys think about extreme tattoos? And then I also included Travis Barker in this, who's dating Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah. He's just covered in tattoos, like this woman here. What's not what's, what's taboo thought? about this is not the tattoos, it's that he's decided to date a Kardashian. That's the worst That's what's aspect taboo. of this. Yes. That disgusts me. Uh-huh. I had respect for Travis Barker. He's an amazing musician. Why would he date a freaking Kardashian? I don't know who that is. Travis Barker's the drummer. Which, from- Travis Barker? Yeah. He's the drummer for Blink-182. Oh. I think it was Blink-182. Yeah. Well, um, talk really, about- really, uh, I, I hate Blink-182, but he's no, a but- really good drummer. Let's talk about all the small things. Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's lots of them all over your body. We're looking at two tattoo photos. One is a female covered head to toe, I would assume. I can only see her upper body from about shoulders up. She's got tattoos everywhere. She's got a lot of face tattoos. One says beauty. I don't know what the other one says. Alex, maybe? Her whole forehead is covered. Also, if you They're beautiful tattoos. A couple piercings. She's got... Well, a couple. She's got three lip piercings, three nose piercings. I find chicks with tons of tattoos to be fairly attractive and, like, you know, it could be a turn-on. But if I have to label this taboo or woohoo, as much as I would like to say woohoo on the first one, I'm going to have to go with taboo. We have to choose one or the other? It's got to be. Yeah? I guess. Yeah, you got it. Let's, let's stand firm on this. <laughs> This is some you serious. Got it. You know, I'm going to say woohoo because I'm a tattoo guy. Sorry, um, say it again. I'm saying, oh, I'm, you're right. <laughs> woohoo! There we go. <laughs> I'm giving it a big woohoo. 
I think it's cool. I think her tattoos are beautiful. Tattoos on a girl are hot. Tattoos on a guy get scummy, in my Well, they're it's both get trashy. I don't mean it depends on what they are, really, and where they are, and and who it is. Let's face it. And you have you have, you have many tattoos? You have you have a sleeve, right? I, I don't even. Would I, you ever go full like counting. this? This shit. To be honest with you, dude, if I had the money and the time, yeah. You would do this. Not my face and not my head. Wow. From from here, from my chin down, I would cover in tattoos. Really? Absolutely. I'd fucking love to. I only have one tattoo and it took me 15 years to like decide that I was going to do it. Like, so I just can't, I, I don't, I can't picture myself having enough. And why don't you tell us what you chose after that 15 carefully thought out years, Matt? Uh, yeah, my <laughs> tell one- us, Matt. <laughs> my tattoo is often the topic of conversation. It's on my knuckles on my left hand. And it says the word vengeance. Matt's hands are the size of fucking baseball gloves. So that that in itself is intimidating. And he's got vengeance written in somewhat bold print across his knuckles. So when you see that, you're like, I'm not screwing with this guy. (laughs) There is a method to the madness. So there's a story behind the tattoo. Oh, God, I guess I'm going to have to fucking tell it. The story behind my tattoo, the only tattoo I have, is that it's uh. The best revenge is success. It's actually a tribute tattoo to my brother uh, who passed away when I was 16. He was, a, he was an actor and an artist. You were 16. How old was your brother? 22. He died on his birthday. It was very tragic. It ruined, it, 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 it destroyed my family. And at the age of 16, I made it a point that I would use that incident as a, as a propellant to do great and difficult things with my life. It's why I became a filmmaker. It's why I became an artist. It's why I built a company. It's why I really pushed myself and challenged myself to do things. I wanted to take that negative incident and as a tribute, put it into something positive. Crazy story. And I swear to God, this is true. So when I was turning 30 years old, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get my tattoo. I do all this research. I find this really well-respected tattoo shop in Brooklyn that like does great work. And even though this is just a single word on my hand, you know, I had the font that I wanted. I I wanted it to be, you know, done well. Right. I go to the tattoo shop. You know, it's got to be like 1030 at night, something like that. And I go in, I tell them what I want. And uh, they refused to give me my tattoo. We're not doing this. You have no tattoos on your body. You don't understand what this culture is like. Like uh, Almost like I'm an outsider. Research another place. Go to the tattoo shop. And an- another place, they will not give me the tattoo. They're like, you're going to regret this. This happens all the time. You're going to come back in a week. You're going to wish that you didn't do this. We're not tattooing you. Especially not they're like oh, on your hand. Absolutely not. And it's your first tattoo. Absolutely not. It's going to be your only tattoo. Absolutely not. And I don't tell them the whole story behind right. it. Because in my head, I'm like, I don't need to tell you. I'm fucking paying you money. Goddamn, put it. Right. I'm, not, I'm not drunk. I'm not on drugs. I'm perfectly of sound mind and body. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to give you my reason why I'm getting a tattoo. They won't give me the tattoo. <laughs> then I go to a third place. They won't give me the tattoo. At this point, I'm like, fuck it. Let, find me like a hobo in the street who knows how <laughs> to tattoo. To it. Who will tattoo? I don't give a fuck if it's done with a Sharpie that's like permanent <laughs> ink. So finally, I walk into just random place. It's like the stroke before midnight. The owner of the shop goes, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Same thing, same spiel. And he goes, but he goes, there's a new girl in from Ohio and if she needs, she needs to work. So if she'll do it for you, then, then we'll do it. You know, in the middle of tattoo, the owner of the shop goes to the girl doing the tattoo on my hand. Hey, Morgan, how's the tattoo going? And she goes, pretty good. And I go, what's your name? She goes, Morgan. And that was my brother's name. No shit. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It was crazy. After five different places, random things. The one who would do it is just has the same name. You know what? Leading up this, I started thinking, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this is a sign. Maybe this is like what everyone's telling me. I shouldn't do this. And uh, at that point, it confirmed like, Mm -hmm. I'm good. So that's why I got one tattoo 
And it has that much significance and meaning to me. So I can't imagine doing like that a hundred times. And, you know, like, all right, put this on well, my nipple. Put this on my ass. Now this means that. I just can't. I, this yeah. is too much. So that's why this is taboo to me. Krista, what about you? Taboo? Like, you see a guy oh, full of tattoos. Taboo, taboo. I'm not into it. You're not turned it. on by this at all. Um, yeah, this is taboo for me. I'm not into it at all. You know what I think it's weird, too, with the piercings? Like, not that long ago, and I mean, like, again, going back to the 90s, there was that saying, right a queer, left a buccaneer. Do you remember that? Oh, I never if you, heard if you had a tat, If you had a piercing in your right ear, I ne- it was symbolic that you were a gay man. I never heard that saying before, <laughs> but yes. <clears throat> I did. There was the general rule that if you're going to get an earring, if you're a guy, you get it in this ear because the other one means you're gay. Right a queer, left a buccaneer. As if, as if back in the 90s, we still had pirates. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're like, oh no, that's a yeah. pirate. He's yeah. okay. But that other guy, look out right. for him. If you're going to be something, be a buccaneer. For, yeah. I'd be more worried about pirates than I am right? <laughs> homosexuals. This is not taboo to most people. You're Tattooing right. and piercing has become incredibly mainstream and normalized, which I don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying, it's come a long way in 20 years. I had never heard that term. I knew about the right ear, left ear thing, but the, that a little <laughs> little saying you have? No, I have I'm never. Glad heard I that. could bring some educational <laughs> element to the show today. Okay, you ready next for the one, next one? Taboo or woohoo? All right. So these look pretty innocuous, but but these are paintings by Hitler. Yeah, Ooh, he was this... an amazing artist. Yes, do you I think did he know was this. amazing? He really was. I mean, look, well, amazing illustrator, I should say. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he clearly he was. I mean, look at the detail in that. So, and what the, you're the... saying is you're a big fan of Hitler, <laughs> yes. Rob Ortel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Rob Ortel likes Hitler. <laughs> yep. Hashtag that oh, quickly. Hitler was onto something. He says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a really interesting thing to look at because are we looking at this from the art perspective and the execution as an artist or the obvious taboo weight that comes with the creator. If I'm looking at it from an art standpoint, I think anybody who's looking at it from an art standpoint is going to say, really great depictions. It, it, was this the only kind of stuff he would do? That's not, is, yeah, pretty much. That's all Maybe I've ever like seen. a few landscapes. Yeah, we should describe what we're looking at. Landscape? They're, they're, architectural. they're building architectural drawings, illustrations. One is of a castle in... Looks like the Swiss Alps. They are pen and ink and watercolor is what I'm going to guess. Yeah, watercolor is what he worked in. And then the other one is... It's the, sorry, Vienna. It's an opera house in Vienna. Ah, mm-hmm. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's really, really well, well done. He, but he was a failed artist. Yeah, right? he didn't get into art school. He applied a few times. Was it the wanting of world domination that yeah. they didn't like? He was told that his works had no like um, feeling behind them. They were very sterile. Mm-hmm. Like I for me, that. these very much read as like architectural like renderings that are then painted in. Yeah, that's you know, why like, I call them illustrations. Yeah, yeah, there's like a level of talent there, but. Uh, you know. Well, don't downplay it though. There's this quite a level of talent there. All I'm saying is that it doesn't make me feel anything. When I no, it doesn't. It right. doesn't. Anytime you're yeah. dealing with something that's wide, and, and this is, goes back to the film thing, like the closer the camera becomes to the subject, the more emotionally invested you become to the subject. So, both of the works of art, and I think it applies to the art world too, and fine art. You know, you're this is a far distant look at a landscape. One being a castle, one being an opera house. There are some people in the opera house uh, painting, but they're tiny in scale. You know, they're full body and they're, you know, hundreds of feet away. So anytime you're going to have that, you're going to be emotionally removed from the subjects. What if his work had been celebrated from an early age? You know, would, would the, the outcome have been different? I think that's something interesting to think about. Definitely. As a work of art, I, I like both of them. I do like the colors. I like the space, the, the use of space, positive, negative space. The realism is, is there. That's for sure. I mean, he's got talent. It doesn't look amateur. No. 
not not at all. You would assume that someone professional made this, but Hitler is always going to be taboo. I remember one time I was I was reading a book about Hitler, and I just remember like that's not something you want to read on the subway when people are like, yeah, right. What's he? You you, you get looks. You get you get some looks. So you know anything with Hitler is going to be taboo just automatically and and rightfully so. What if you bought it by accident and then found out Hitler did it? Would you get rid of it? Oh my god, you'd have to. I'd have to. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck with that. You know what this, I mean? Well, this is what I'm talking about with the Jesus stuff earlier, where it's like, why fuck with it? Why go there? You know, I don't know if I, 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 believe, know if I believe in ghosts, in that, but, but I'm not fucking with I'm not going to fuck with it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. If your house <laughs> randomly starts bleeding and like, you know, you have poltergeist, it might be from the Hitler painting you yeah, decided these, these, to showcase. His artwork has bad juju. But all right. So obviously taboo for me, Rob, taboo for you? Yeah. Krista? Taboo. 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 Come on, give us some woohoo, Krista. I'm sick of all this taboo. <laughs> okay, let's lighten the mood. What about, what do you think about um, performances that might be a taboo, like Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake oh, at the Super Bowl? Yeah, in the news again. <laughs> what was this, like fucking 10 years so ago, 15 years ago. ago? Let me see, I have, the, I have the year here. February of 2004. Obviously, most people know about this incident. Musical performance on the Super Bowl, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson... And at the end of the performance, Justin Timberlake rips the wardrobe off of Janet Jackson's right breast area, exposing her for all of the world to see. Bejeweled nipple. Yeah. So stupid. This is such an over-fucking-reaction of a white man disrespecting a black woman. Do you think that's what it was about? Absolutely not. That's what they're making it now. Is it now? Really? Now? Like, yes. there's, well, a doc- no. there's a documentary coming out about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, a New York Times documentary. No, but the original incident, this is now pretty old. This is from 2004, yeah. 2004. So we're like almost 17 years. We're almost ago. 20 years away from this. Can and you it's believe still that? Still making the news. No, I'm sorry. What is your uh, theory or perspective on this? That's going to get lots of letters <laughs> and hate mail. The reason this is making news, it's my understanding anyway, this is how I heard it. This was a white man that. Ripped the clothing clothing off of a black woman exposing her breasts. That turned into a race thing. Everything yeah. everything today gets turned into a race And that's thing. not at all what it was. So, well, because Janet Jackson's white. First of all, because they were... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I just made a joke. What? It's because Janet Jackson's white. Because, the, because both of them were too big of pussies to admit that, hey, this was part of the show. Right, we wanted to do this. We knew it was going to happen, but none of them admitted that. They said, oh, it was an accident. He was like caught up in the moment or whatever and ripped it, and she wasn't expecting but she just re- went with it. Yeah, it's a weird lie that they like it's really bullsh- stuck to for I a think long so, time. Right? Do we all agree that this was bullshit? Because yeah, I think this was, was 100% a publicity stunt. Absolutely. This was planned. Was. Because also, like, not that I'm a fucking tit detective, but like when you look at the footage of this, he puts his hand on like essentially a removable part of her exactly. wardrobe that he looks like velcro on. Velcroed on. Right. It's so yeah. intense. And also like you can tell by the way he grabs it. It's not like oops, oh my god, this happened. Like it is a hundred percent intentional and obvious. He didn't lift his arm and it got caught. No, and and even his reaction wasn't like, cover. oh my god. It was just like, right, this was exactly planned. Right. This was a hundred percent set up. I can't believe that her career took such a hit for this. Like I do know that like her career went in the tank after this. Right. I think, and Rob, that's where people are starting to speak up now, is that it's fucked up that this happened. They were both in on it. They both did it. And yet His her career, career, took career, off and her yeah. career he's yeah. winning Grammys, t- like becoming one of the biggest selling artists at the time. Her career absolutely tanked and everybody refused to like play her videos or True. even publicize her at all. So I think that's the conversation that's happening now that I've heard of. 
that I can get on board with because you know what? It's like white boy, his career soared and went fine. And black You don't female. think it has anything to do with the fact that he writes some good songs and she hasn't written a good song since That's the Way Love Goes? Um, that's fucking Michael Jackson's no, sister. that's Janet Jackson. That woman is talented. It's more about like she shouldn't have been shamed. It's just a right. fucking tip. Right, right, it's a, right. Honestly, it's the best part of the goddamn Super Bowl that happened. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Does anyone remember what yeah, teams? who are the other who people? Are the teams I don't even know who no one remembers, right? <laughs> no one right. knows who won, who had them, how many touchdowns. Who, who gives a fuck? I, to me, this is fucking... Woo-hoo. This was this all was, the way. <laughs> I got to see Janet Jackson's titty. I think she's fucking hot. I've always thought she was hot, which is creepily weird because she kind of looks like Michael Jackson, who's not hot. Well, because they had the same plastic surgeon. But I've always found her attractive. And I remember, you know, was this, again, we're like going 20 years back. So I'm like 20 years old. I'm like, holy crap, I just got to see Janet Jackson titty on the goddamn Super Bowl special. That's a win win <laughs> in everyone's book. The fact that she was shamed is bizarre to me and that it affected her career is so odd. I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't aware that her career tanked oh, as yeah. a result of this. It did hurt her career. I do know that, and, and, which is a shame. That is a shame. But that it is, is a shame because no. this wasn't that big of a deal. No. Um, a tit's a tit. So yeah. why? Who really was getting upset? Who was right, it? Who was offended who by this? Was Sh- it? You know, I bet it was some <laughs> bullshit of like, oh my God, children saw that. The yeah. corporate, the corporation. Right, right. But yeah. you know what? I can offer some insight to this too. I've actually worked a Super Bowl. And one thing I learned is that every Super Bowl halftime special is always lip synced. It is never live. They never actually sing it in the mics because it takes too much production, too much work, Mm -hmm. too much can go wrong. So with that amount of prep and staging, there's no way something like this happens. But this is 100% orchestrated. It is weird how tits get a free pass. We're like, tits are okay. Like if he whipped his dick out, (laughs) that's going to be taboo. Right? Krista, if you see some Timberlake dick, that's taboo. But a little yeah, Janet Jackson tit is, you know. Yeah, boobs are not offensive. They're not. I mean, come on. Well, I'm glad we got at least one woohoo in the game. We did yeah. get one woohoo. On to our final segment, which I got to be honest with this fucking episode, talking about nudity, having a naked model in the booth with us, looking at fucking the, the private parts of fine art. I'm a little scared to go into <laughs> our last segment, which is our reoccurring yeah. segment called Fuck Mary Kill. For art, for art. Everyone knows the household game of Fuck, Mary Kill. You play it around the table with children. Every year around the holidays, you gather the family around the tree and you play a little Fuck, Mary Kill. So we've applied that to the art world uh, where we look at three works of art to try to determine would we fuck it, marry it, or kill it? And what's your approach to playing Fuck, Mary Kill uh, on our show, Ron? Uh, I look at it as the literal sense. What I'd like to <laughs> insert my penis into. Which piece of art could you actually <laughs> stuff your genitals oh God, into? It's going to be funny. I was trying to think of something for this segment. I was like, what can I do? Hold, hold on one second. Yeah. How high are you right now, Krista? Not very. I took like two puffs. More. What no? do you take more. me for? Do more. more. You, drink, yeah. drink, drink, drink. Peer pressure. <laughs> You seem real excited and giddy about oh, this I next stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after I hear how you guys are gonna, how you determine them, I'm 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 happy with my choice of what oh, I decided boy. to do for this segment because I was like, what can I use that's gonna make them uncomfortable? Um, Is Zoe coming back in? <laughs> that would be weird. And no, she's not. And I was like, why don't I bring back the three sculptures from the beginning? And I, I want to know who of these three Renaissance sculptures you're going to fuck, marry, and kill because they're all of men. And both of you identify as straight cis males. Our first ever callback to earlier segments. <laughs> so we've got Michelangelo's David, the white marble 
sculpture of a nude male in very good shape. Big hands, small penis. Yeah, then we've got um, Perseus with the head of Medusa. And then we've got the second representation of David, which is by Donatello. Correct. It's a much thinner David than Michelangelo's. Uh, He's wearing a, a warrior's hat, and he's got a sword in his hand, and he's standing triumphantly with one hand on a hip, naked. I can't really see the details of his face, but it looks kind of demonic. Am I, am I wrong, or is that just my poor eyesight? It looks off. It, it, Does it? it, it something looks a little off with that third uh, Can you zoom picture. in on that? The Michelangelo's David is very realistic and very accurate uh, representation of a man. The bronze David, it almost looks kind of effeminate. Like, that could pass for a, a female. Mm-hmm. There's long hair. Androgynous. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it, mm-hmm. right. It's it, it could almost be gender neutral. I'll be honest. It's an easy, easy one for me. It's easy. Easy yeah. breezy. Now, are you are you weighing in like whether you're going to be the uh, top or bottom in this situation? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that for any of them is going to be pretty easy because they're not hung at all. Wow, that's so an amazing. Be an easy take. <laughs> I did not even think about that shit. I didn't even think about that. What an amazing not uh, much perspective. Of a struggle. Right. That's not going to hurt. None of these guys are going to hurt us. No. You, you tell me who you're going to fuck and why, and then I'll do mine. Wait, can I, Krista, can I pick all three to fuck me in some gangbang situation? Yeah, absolutely. That's so sex positive. Oh, my I like God. That. This is such a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Is, bring, you know what? Fucking bring in, bring, bring Zoe back, bring Kid Rock's midget in, bring all of the things. we've. Let's just have a big finale for this episode. One big gangbang. Jill from corporate. Stacy, the executive, <laughs> guys, just start making out. So you know you're you know you're fucking. Well, yeah. You said right away you knew. Yeah, I had to think a little bit. Hold on, drum roll. <laughs> Who's Rob gonna fuck? Which guy's Rob gonna fuck? I'm uh, I'm fucking Michelangelo's David. Michelangelo's David. That is the okay. white marble uh, David with very big hands, very chiseled body. Uh, Kind of looks oiled up. Kind of is looking over at Looks Rob. oiled up. <laughs> it's fucking dry marble. It's Just, oiled up. Don't ruin my fantasy. <laughs> trying to... <laughs> kind, of just, kind of looking over at Rob. Looking, looking in your general direction. Seductively. Holding... Uh, he's winking. Holding something in his hand, which can only probably be, be assumed to be some type of jizz rag. <laughs> Like he's gonna just—it's a dildo. Take you to town. <laughs> David is gonna fuck your brains out, Rob. No, I'm fucking him. You're a fucking. David. Let's okay. get this right. Got it. You know, well, you know, do we do we need to see the reverse of this? We should have been able to see That's these. True. We should have seen the back. We should have been able to, to see these to sculptures. Which one oh, we'll the Three you guys are ass men. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what? Poor David is always represented for his little dick. You never see his nice ass, and he's probably got right. around that back. He's got a really nice that ass. That fucking J-Lo ass back there. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be, the, like, be funny if the Michelangelo's David was all marble in front, but then in back was just a big bronze ass. <laughs> got that big bronze Kardashian ass. Oh, that tanning God. ass. All right, Rob, please elaborate. Why would you <laughs> fuck Michelangelo's David? Because uh, I think it is a beautiful sculpture. It's impeccably done. It's just striking to look at. It just looks regal, and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful sculpture. There's no denying that. It tr- truly is beautiful sculpture. All right, that's your choice for, for who you're fucking. 
Michelangelo's David. Who are you fucking, Matt? I'm going to fuck the Donatello David. What? Now, why? Well, I've got a number of reasons. One is that... uh, (laughs) 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 We have enough time. You're like, Crystal, hold up. I got reasons. The Donatello representation of David is way more, like we talked about, gender neutral. It's a little more effeminate. I can close my eyes and pretend that's a woman <laughs> for a little bit of time. So you you like a twink? Well, I'm just saying, given what, given my options, given what I've got to play with, it, uh, Michelangelo's David looks like he would not be gentle. He's got way too big hands, way too big feet. He's not. He's gonna be rough. You know how you feel about big this feet. guy? Looks like he, you know, he thinks he's gonna be the alpha. We're gonna just gonna fight. We'll probably never fuck at all. It'll just be a fight. Then we'll just both leave unsatisfied. Donatello's uh, David again looks. Kind of looks like Jodie Foster. I feel like I could pretend that's Jodie Foster and just be like, yeah. And then after like a couple weeks later, I just tell my friends, yo, I fucked Jodie Foster. That's awesome. <laughs> also, tan. I like, a, you know, a little more tan. I'm not going with that pasty white fucking David. <laughs> that dude needs to hit a beach. And then also, like, not as ripped. Like, the other David's, like, ripped, like, man. You're not like, sure you could take him? Well, well, like, again, like, you look at the body structure of the Donatello. It's just a little more soft. It's got a little poochy belly. A little poochy, right? Not so many abs going on. And then the uh, the the Johnson is very small. So like I can yeah. probably I can pre- pass for that's an Audi. Us. That's an Audi vagina. You're convincing yourself Close. of an awful lot, Matt. <laughs> right? It's weird. It's almost like I've done this before. <laughs> that looks like a sword, but we can pretend that's something else. I like that that one likes to bring toys into the room, so you know, it's a little more adventurous. So that's my pick for Ooh. fuck. Rob, Michelangelo's David. I'm sorry. That was my... I'm, I'm so wrong. That's not who I was fucking. Nope. Wait. Oh, wait. Who I just you? totally screwed up. Who are you fucking? I'm going to fuck the Medusa one. You, you're a little... It was easy to say you're a little confused. The smell nudity is, is confusing me a little bit, Matt. Yes. <laughs> it's like college. We're in, the experiment, we're in the experimental phase of listen to your art. It's fine. Whatever happens in this booth stays, stays in this here. booth. It's not like anyone else can hear us. <laughs> All right, so no, I had, apologize. I'm marrying. You want to marry the David? The David. Well, you're in love. I, th- I think it's a beautiful statue. It is nice. Perseus um, beheading of Medusa. That there's something like hoary about that. You know what I mean? Like it's a little dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, it's Medusa. Yeah. Medusa had that sexy thing about her, even though she had snakes for on her head. Oh, I would, I would, do, I would do it in a second. Yeah. yeah who cares? Snakes. It's I like a, you didn't like snakes. I don't, but it's like a butterface. It's a snake face. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend it's not there. Just don't look in the morning when the sun comes up. Oh my god! All right, so Rob is marrying David, Michelangelo's David. Yes, fucking Perseus and Medusa. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna marry the Medusa. Really? Yes. You are. Oh yeah, I'm marrying the wow, Medusa. Wow, I'm huh. shocked by your answer. Really? Yeah. I'm. I, that, 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 uh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I see, uh, like, Perseus and Medusa and myself all living together, kind of like Three's Company. See, like, you're forgetting there's another body there. See, there's another female body there, right? I can get homosexuality, uh, heterosexuality. But she's dead. Oh, who cares? Oh, so necrophilia. <laughs> Add it to the list. If we're going to get weird, let's get weird, Krista. Oh, I get the complete package of marriage with this one. And now, if I'm not mistaken, too, Perseus is known for not only beheading Medusa, but uh, rescuing... Andromeda, which is a Greek uh, legend who's like a, a hot babe princess. So, like, I feel like if I'm married to that one, like, this could just grow. Like, maybe, like, hey, hey, Andromeda. Hey, Andromeda. What are you doing tonight? Matt, Medusa, 
and uh, the snakes and every. You know, we're gonna make like an OnlyFans site and just make millions. Um, and so he leaves. Uh, you're killing. I'm killing who you're. Ma- I'm killing wow. your wife. I'm killing your man wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're killing Donatello's David. Uh, yeah, I find nothing appealing about it. Could just be the picture too. You know, sometimes you look at an online right. profile of somebody. Like if this David was on <laughs> Tinder, you're like, oh, this fucking girl right looks fuck like this. shit. But you're like, yeah. you know, I'm give her a chance. And then maybe she's like, maybe he's hot in real life. I keep saying she because it looks like a woman to me. But you know, <laughs> how many times has that happened? <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm not just gonna go home. I'll finish. <laughs> This is one revealing episode. You're getting rid of Donatello's David based on total physicality. How do you know that one doesn't have a great personality? Well, I'm killing Michelangelo's David because I think he kind of looks like a douche. He kind of just looks jockey and like I feel like he's going to want to watch football and shit. He looks conceited. He looks like, yeah, I'm the guy who beat up Goliath. Like I'm fucking David, man. He's a badass. I'm not marrying that guy every night at dinner. It's like, oh, here goes the Goliath story again. (laughs) All right, kids. Yep. (laughs) David's got to tell about how he kicked Goliath's ass. Yeah, we've heard this one. Why don't you do something else? Why don't you get a job? <laughs> don't matter who you beat, you still got a little dick. Oh <laughs> Rob, Krista, it's been fun to share these intimate stories with you. It made me learn things about myself that I wasn't aware of. Having the model here was uncomfortable. It's funny, I was trying to make you uncomfortable, but it undoubtedly made me uncomfortable as well. Yeah. That wraps up another episode. Remember, for more information on our podcast, to see the things we're seeing, to join us in the debate, to contribute, add questions, add comments, visit us at www.listentoyourartpod.com. Every episode we end with a quote. This one comes from an artist I love and respect, Rodney Dangerfield, when he said, My wife was afraid of the dark. Then she saw me naked, and now she's afraid of the light. Well, the lights are up in here. Rob, if you want to get naked to finish out the episode, go ahead. My pants are off. Chris is topless. All of the executives are making out. Let's just end with a bang. Rob, disrobe. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs>